Good morning. Thank you for braving the cold. Good to see all of you. Um, a quick update on Ian. This Thursday we got back um, from his sixth of six chemo treatments. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. He will have a, a scan on uh, January 30th. So that's obviously a big moment for us, and I'll let you know. But if you'll keep the prayers coming a little longer, um, certainly good to have this, this last chapter of this um, over and have him home, and he's feeling good. So, all right, let's, uh, let's pray. Loving God, be in our hearts this morning and um, nudge us um, however you will. We trust you, and we pray in Christ's name. So I want to begin with a story from Abraham, not that Abraham. This story comes from our 13th president, who during the Civil War was, was surrounded by fault finders who were happy to offer their perspective on all the ways that he was getting things wrong. And one day, having heard from one too many couch critics, he, he told a story about a cowboy who had gotten lost out on the frontier. So I invite you now to imagine Daniel Day-Lewis's voice as I read from Lincoln's Yarns and Stories, published in 1900. Night came on, and the embarrassments of the lost cowboy's position were increased by a furious tempest which suddenly burst upon him. To add to his discomfort, his horse had given out leaving him exposed to all the dangers of the pitiless storm. The pearls of thunder were terrific. The frequent flashes of lightning affording the only guide on the road as he resolutely trudged onward, leading his jaded steed. The earth seemed fairly to tremble beneath him in the war of elements, and one bolt threw him suddenly to his knees. Our traveler was not a prayerful man, but finding himself involuntarily brought to an attitude of devotion, he addressed himself to the throne of grace in the following prayer for his deliverance. O God, hear my prayer this time, for thou knowest it is not often that I call upon thee. And O Lord, if it is all the same to thee, give us a little more light and a little less noise. Now, maybe you've heard this before. It was new to me when I came across it recently, and I thought the cowboy's prayer made for a fitting New Year's message for us, as we hope that 2024 might be a year of a little more light and a little less noise. I assume I don't have to convince you that there is a lot of noise out there these days. There is the the music in restaurants that I swear is louder than it used to be. And that has nothing to do with me hitting the same age my own dad started to complain about these things. There are TV screens appearing in the weirdest places, like at gas pumps, bathrooms at sports bars. I don't understand this. There is, of course, the noise of the 24-hour news cycle, the 24-hour sports commentators. There is the noise of internet articles about nothing, and then the comments on the comments on the comments about the article about nothing. 
There is the noise of Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, WeChat, WhatsApp, and the artist formerly known as Twitter. There is the noise of the morning traffic that I can now hear in my backyard, thanks to our growing city. And there is the noise of our politicians who, no offense to those who might be here today, but wow, is it impressive how so many of them managed to, say, to talk so much and say so little, unless it's about something like the bad job that the other side is doing, which brings us back to Lincoln and his point that we could really use from all of us just a little less noise. And while you and I can't do much about the noise that others make, we can at least not contribute to the problem. You've probably heard the maxim, before you speak, ask yourself, is it true, is it necessary, and is it kind? I've seen some version of that attributed to everyone from Socrates to the Buddha to the Rotary Club. But whatever its source, I've always found it to be a really helpful reminder. So I will remind you again. First, is what you're saying true? Now, I would guess most of us here don't outright lie all that often. I hope not. But I know I am guilty sometimes of trying to sound a bit more sure than I really am of some point that I'm trying to make. Times when it would be a beautiful and refreshing thing if I would just pause and say, you know, I think I'm right but I may not know what I'm talking about right now. Others of us love a good piece of gossip and can't let something like the chance that it might not be true keep us from passing it on. So we may need to ask not just is it true, but am I absolutely sure that it really totally is completely true? And second, we can ask is it necessary? Now, I've sometimes seen this replaced with, is it useful or is it helpful, which I like. Because after all, our speaking isn't always just to convey what's necessary. We talk in order to connect and have fun and play and entertain. But I certainly appreciate that there can come a point when our talking drifts so far from being necessary that it is not even useful or helpful, and we're just talking to hear ourselves talk. And third is what we are saying, kind. Now that word kind can sometimes sound to me a little too close to nice. And being nice can so easily be a way of avoiding, number one, telling the truth. But how often when we're feeling stressed or rushed or angry or hungry, do we unnecessarily hurt those around us by being too short, sarcastic in our response? I think is it kind is a way of asking, does this come from a place of love? It may hurt, but is it coming from a place of love? Are we trying to help here? Or are we being petty, mean? So let's try to do a better job of asking, am I absolutely sure? It's absolutely true. Is it useful? And does it come from a place of love? It won't get rid of the TV screens at the gas pumps but we will be doing our part to make 2024 the year of a little less noise. So now let's ask a different question. How can each of us, what can we do this year to bring a little more light to this world? 
First, let me remind you that we are not the ones who make the light, which should be some relief. God is light, as our scriptures say. And our job is just to walk in that light, to to let it be in us, to let it shine through us. But that requires that we make space for that light, which is hard for most of us because we are already too full, too full of other things, too full of ourselves. If you think about yourself as a room for a moment, during the first half of your life, you were busy putting furniture in that room. You were figuring out who you were and who you were not, what you like and what you don't, whether you're more of a hardwood floor or a shag carpet kind of person. And over time, your ego's room filled with who you are, and this is exactly how everything's supposed to happen. But after about the age 35, 40 tops, the rules change. And instead of continuing to fill up our room with our ego furniture, it's time to start letting some things go, taking some things to goodwill. This is important because near the end of our lives, almost all of the furniture in our room, the stuff that was so much a part of who we thought we were, our accomplishments, the strength of our bodies, our talents, our youthful good looks, they all get taken away. And it's a lot less painful if we've already said goodbye to them. But to do that... I think, and and this is really the whole of the spiritual journey, is that we have to learn that we are not just the furniture in the room. We are not just primarily the furniture in the room. We are also the light in the room. It's the light in us that matters. It's the light in us that we most are. It's, it's, it's almost a shift in identity that we have to make. We feel the center of our gravity move from all those things that we thought we were to just being light. And as that begins to happen, it gets so much easier to give up the furniture. In fact, it's quite lovely then to give up the furniture. Because we realize how much the furniture has actually been weighing us down and how much work it's been to be worrying about it and protecting it, taking it so seriously. In fact, I think one of the main signs that we are growing spiritually is that we realize we don't take ourselves as seriously as we used to, that we are not as easily offended as we used to that we don't feel the need to be right as often as we used to. We no longer need life to meet our needs all the time because in a sense there isn't as much of us there, if that makes sense. And when there isn't as much of us there anymore, then we can find, we find that we can be there more for other people, for the world. Freed from the burden of worrying so much about ourselves we become more willing to sacrifice, to be of service. Why not? We become what Jesus called the light of the world, and we become like an empty room that's, that's all lit up. And we all know people like this who shine from the inside out, but what you may not believe is that that same light is in you. 
I promise, and it wants to shine. Just keep making room for it. So let's make 2024 a year that, first of all, has a little less noise, at least on our part. And second, a year when we can drop off a few bags of ego furniture at the Spiritual Recycling Center. A year where we lighten our load some, make a little space, make a little more room for the light. I think it would make Abraham, both Abrahams, quite proud.